Good afternoon. This is Max Musings. We are here at WCTV.org in Wilmington, Massachusetts. Normally the podcast, an interview with uh, local authors, or I might talk about the uh, the art of writing. But today we have with us a guest uh, who I met at a um, writer's uh, group that I belong to at the Wilmington Public Library by the name of Vin Donovan, who is a local author and has written several books. One of them is called Chasing Mayflies, and the other is A A Difficult Crossing. Welcome, Vincent. Hey, Mark. How are you today? Great to see you again. Sounds great. The uh, weather outside has really turned wonderful, hasn't it? Incredible. It's like spring out there. I love it. And all the snow is going to be gone, and and then we're going to look forward to another (laughs) snowstorm coming up. (laughs) You can bet on that, for sure. Uh, Anyway, like I was saying, I met Donovan uh, at a guest presentation for the Writers Group in Wilmington at the Memorial Library, where he described his trials and tribulations with becoming an author. Uh, He has won several literary awards, and his book, Chasing Mayflies, was a 2017 finalist for the Christian Small Publishers Association Book Award of the Year. He lives in Haverhill, Massachusetts. A few other things here, but I will sort of let him take the ball right now. So tell us a little bit about your writing style, Vincent. Well, thank you, Mark. Um, Again, I'm just delighted to be here today to talk to you about writing and and certainly a a lifelong journey, shall we say. Um, I think I was telling you when I had the opportunity and the pleasure of meeting you and the other writers uh, about a month or two ago, is that I always, uh, even as a child, wanted to become an author. Um, I attended uh, St. Joseph's uh, School in Salem, New Hampshire, and and I think I had recounted to you and and, uh, the other writers in Wilmington that uh, when I was a small boy, I used to have to actually memorize uh, speeches from uh, from presidents. And the the speech that I recall the most is uh, one by Robert Kennedy, and in that speech, he, he said, some men see things as they are and ask why. I see things that never were and say why not. And um, that inspirational uh, message from Bernard Shaw that that um, RFK adopted has been kind of a, a keystone of my life to inspire me to do things, um, to think big. And Naturally, yeah, naturally. Yeah. So I went to Merrimack College. I got a degree in English. Wonderful. When I got out of school, um, times are tough. And so I ended up going back to school nights, seven years nights, to get my MBA. And um, I, I had a wonderful career with uh, Millipore, which is now part of Merck KGA. And I became vice president there and, and got to travel the world. But I always uh, missed and never forgot uh, my desire to be a writer. And my daughters would um, were, were incredibly uh, tenacious in, in telling me not to give up on that dream. Encouraging so, you, yes. Yes. So about 20 years ago, because I had a, you know, you can only watch so many movies on a plane. I started um, <laughs> started kind of playing with a couple different uh, manuscripts. And, and so uh, fast forward to 20 years, here we are. And uh, I'm delighted for the journey. And I have to say, in all honesty, it's the people you meet along the way, such as you, Mark, that, you know, has been the reward of, of this uh, of this adventure. Well, thank you so much. We really enjoyed you, uh, your talk at the uh, Wilmington Library. Uh, all the writers there were uh, afterwards even said that all of the things that you had uh, talked about would be become part of their uh, writing career too. Mm. That they would like to use some of your hints and your tools and oh, that you, you mentioned. 
Yeah, yeah certainly adventure, and uh, yeah. I think it, you know certainly write books and especially uh, fiction, which I love, and 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 it's all about characters. And I can tell you, and I think I explained when we met last time, you meet some real characters, some scoundrels also in the industry. <laughs> but um, nevertheless, it's been it's been an adventure. And so uh, that's where you get some of your ideas. Yes, from yeah. your characters that you meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You certainly meet a lot of ca- as you go get older. You certainly meet a lot of characters throughout your life, and. Uh, you can take pieces and parts of each of them and also mine even your own soul in terms of strengths and weaknesses in terms of character development, which I'm sure you find in your sure. writings. Yeah. Well, they say, you know, you write best what you know best. Yes. So that's uh, basically is uh, if you're writing up, if you're taking bits and pieces of the characters you know, so that makes it more believable. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, for Absolutely. You. Yeah. So tell us about uh, one of your books. Uh, I know you have written uh, Chasing Mayflies, which I thoroughly enjoy. Oh, thank you. I I, I, I so appreciate that, and I have to say the uh, the feedback that I've received from Chasing Mayflies has been just so heartwarming. And I think um, in your very kind review, I think you had mentioned both uh, laughing and crying and, at the same time. And, and basically, um, that has been by far the most uh, feedback that I've received, the consistent feedback. And basically, um, just to share with the audience, um, the, the inspiration for the book came out of watching my father really um, have an incredible struggle and battle and courageous fight with uh, lung cancer oh for over five years. Yes. And, um, yeah. uh, you know, um, I'm the oldest of six kids. Oh, my God. And, yeah. my, and my father passed away in 2009. He had about, we had about a dozen grandchildren at that time and a couple of great-grandchildren. But, you know, I, I often say that if I can be half the man that my father was um, I would be very um, I would be very uh, I would be judged as a successful man but you know I certainly knew that he was uh, ready to meet his maker um, but after he passed away I started thinking about and I'm part of the baby boom generation and I think one of the things that I came across which was so interesting in 2011 is that beginning that year 10,000 baby boomers would turn 65 every single day for the next 18 <laughs> years and basically as much as my dad was ready to meet his maker I started thinking about all myself included all the uh, regrets that you that you certainly accumulate over your lifetime and I thought that there would be an opportunity to tell a story and what I found and I don't know if you find this mark in, in your reading or even in, in watching movies or TV is that you know, when you, st- when you start to approach end-of-life themes, so much of that is so self-absorbed and so commercial. And so I wanted to tell a different sort of story. I wanted to get a message across that really to use almost uh, as a Trojan horse. I wanted to use humor to yes. kind of uh, implant some <laughs> some meaningful a meaningful story. So that's how I started, and I started writing this uh, manuscript. So uh, basically, Chasing Mayflies, to really boil it down, is based upon uh, two friends. And um, Dennis Sullivan stops by to visit his estranged friend uh, uh, Jack Nagel as he's in a hospice um, preparing to die from lung cancer. And Jack has a lot of regrets. Um, He lived a very fast life. He lost pretty much his family from gambling and a lot of other different uh, sins. And he wanted to make life right. And so basically he asked his friend to to really break him out of the hospice so that he could, <laughs> could take care of a few things. And so that begins what we call an a, you know, RIP, a rip-roaring sort of uh, a journey. And um, what, you, what we find is that as much as Dennis and Jack are, are really opposites, in many effect, they are really trying to deal with things that happen to them in their life. So uh, Jack, being a Vietnam War veteran, has to deal with what happened to him in Vietnam, and, be, and it made him very um, careless, so risk, uh, risk, uh, risk-free. Whereas uh, Dennis became more pensive in terms of what happened in his life, 
And so basically, as much as my dad was the opposite of these main characters, I wanted to tell a story that would really embody the fact that it's never too late to try to make things right. And basically, one of the main themes that perhaps some of the audience here would, would recognize is that I, I used um, a symbol of a tree sculpture. So Joseph Wheelwright, who is this incredible sculptor, um, actually had a, um, an exhibit at Fruitlands, which isn't too far away from here, that my wife and I visited a few years ago. And basically what Joseph Wheelwright does is he goes through the woods of Vermont and he looks for either the perfect pine tree or birch uh, to actually take it and turn it upside down. So the root ball becomes the head, you know, some of the trunks become its legs. And, and basically I use that as a symbol in, in the story to show that in order to make things right, it's never too late to change, but you have to be comfortable uh, with turning things upside down. And so <laughs> I know you're still laughing about some of the uh, rip-roaring journey. So, you know, it was a lot of fun. And I've also found out that as much as I love literary fiction, meaning that I love stories that are character-driven, um, certainly what makes people pick up a book is to have a good story. So I wanted a fast-moving story that wouldn't be too heavy and uh, too sweet, but sort of balancing, balance that. You know, what? That. another thing, too, is when you... Uh, one good thing about a book is that you continue to go back to it in your mind and remember things mm. that you read in that that book, that story, and that's what makes a good book. And I con- constantly uh, oh. think think of things. Oh, thank that, you. That might have they went on in that story, and I said, "Oh my God, yeah, those those two fellows actually <laughs> actually did that," you know. <laughs> And I would tell my wife about it, and she said, what? <laughs> well, some of those things, I don't want to give the story away, but I, I know I think you, you mm-hmm. said something to me about uh, uh, manual transmission in a, in a Renault, which is a French uh, car. Basically, that happened to me when I was in France. I couldn't <laughs> oh, yeah. find reverse. So uh, basically, that's the thing about trying to mine things that have happy, sad, or just incredibly uh, crazy, and, and, you, and you sort of use that, use everything in your life to kind of bring that back together. Yes, yes, and you certainly did in the story. You brought all these uh, activities that we all have participated in and brought them to life. Like, you know, oh, so Thank you. Thank you, Mark. It, it was good. To, and, and that's what you do about the characters. You make them so believable, and also the scenery, the settings are like you were even there. Like, you know, so one of the scenes is you're traveling through the cemetery. I won't give the story away, but it, I could even feel myself oh. walking along with you. <laughs> Thank the, you. Thank in you. the cemetery, so thank you so well, that much. Was, that was great. Yeah. So, you, so you had a, a great time with uh, chasing uh, mayflies. Yes. I tell you, it's, it's been uh, it's been a wonderful journey. I've I've received so much feedback. I got a, one letter from a, a woman uh, that said that she had been in bed. She was uh, had some had some foot surgery. Couldn't get up for a, a few weeks, and she picked up chasing mayflies, and uh, she ended up ended up crying, not because she was sad, but because she thought it was a, a wonderful uh, story, a love story, actually, at the end between two friends and, and, and the family. And so when you get feedback like that, and I know you being a writer, Mark, you know, you, you're not looking for the big royalty checks, but, um, you know, getting feedback like that, that it touched someone's life or it made them laugh or or think through, as you just said, uh, recall, uh, you know, the story or some of its messages. That Yeah, that your reviews are the most important Absolutely. thing, you know, because you want to know that people got something mm. out of the out of the book, you know, mm. and they, uh, 
and th- these are the the high points that they got. Right, exactly. Saying. True. Yeah, so Very was, true. It was great. So, uh, anything else about that particular book, um, uh, Chasing Mayflies? Or did you f- have a tough time getting it published? Oh or? my goodness! I, I know I told you the the, the long story on how long you have on this broadcast, but but certainly that has been uh, that's been the other uh, challenge, shall I say? Is uh, you know we watched the Patriots win last night, for instance, and uh, it's all about it's all about you know just moving forward, moving forward one yard at a time. And certainly with Chasing Mayflies, um, that was that was the story. As much as I wanted to honor my dad, um, you know, trying, as you know, trying to get any book published in and of itself is a true challenge. So um, I actually tell you a brief story. I mean, I got, I had one contract, but they, the publisher wanted me to throw some money into it to have it published, which I didn't think was fair. Um, and had one um, quarterfinalist status in the Amazon Breakthrough Novel Contest, which you know has has attracted in the past about ten thousand entries. So did well there. I continued to edit it. Um, I got um, the runner-up prize for the Tuscany uh, Award, and it was about ready to go to publication when, unfortunately, the uh, publisher uh, faced some difficult financial difficulties. And I had to shop it around and uh, found Electio Publishing, which was a wonderful publisher. So. In and of itself, it had its own incredible journey to publication. <laughs> so um, I tell you, I, I marked the date in July of 2016, and it's, it was almost like Christmas Day for me to see something <laughs> like that that had been working on it for so many years come to fruition. So it meant an awful lot. Well, that sounds great. You finally found yes. a publisher that was willing to take a chance with you and and uh, put your book out there. And I, I think you're having a, a quite a lot of success. And, and you were also saying that... Uh, just having a book publisher print your book up is only half the challenge. You now have to help with uh, marketing the book and et cetera. So that's a very good point, Mark. Um, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with the, with the publisher, Electio Publishing. Again, I can't say enough about them. They are just first rate professional. Everything they've promised, they've, they've followed through. But at the same time, you know, as a small publisher, they've said that they've checked with the big guys in New York, and they're doing the same thing that the that the big guys are. Meaning that. Um, it's not like the romantic uh, thought that you sit up in a cabin in the woods, you write a book, and then you you throw it out, and everything becomes a, a bestseller. No, you know you have to actually um, build a platform. You have to build a readership, which I've found out you know takes an awful lot of work. It's wonderful meeting people, but you have to put the time in, and uh, you know get out there, and and you know you can write the best book in the world, but if people don't know about it and aren't invited onto terrific programs, and I thank you again for this invitation, then people won't know it's out there. So making sure that it's you know on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, that you, that you have book events at Barnes & Noble, that you meet with library groups. I did a presentation last week at Langley Adams in Groveland, um, and I had a wonderful turnout, and I loved that people came out on a Monday night in, in the cold <laughs> weather. But, I mean, you have, to, you have to work it. You have to run promotions. Um, it has to be um, – you have to really go into sales somewhat, which is a difficult uh, for a lot of writers because they love writing and, 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 and perfecting that art. But then and, you have to take uh, that hat on, hat off and become a marketeer. Which and that's is a full-time business that in itself. To- yeah. Totally different thing. And, yes, so, yeah. and so what I try to do with that is try to build a readership for Chasing Mayflies and in the meantime, get my next book already, which, which again, just came out a couple months ago. Yes, yes, yeah. So you've had quite a lot of success with uh, with uh, getting a readership because you've been to all these different events, et cetera, and, and book sales and uh, getting your book into bookstores, et cetera. And so those are all part of uh, building your platform. And, and to your point, I think you said it so well before, Mark, um, is that people see different things in the story. They read it different and they take – 
different messages out of it. So, for instance, with Chasing Mayflies, I visited many different retirement communities. They love the book, right? <laughs> At the same time, you know, I had uh, my, my uh, I've had books presented in high school in there, uh, you know, in, as, as part of their English course, or <laughs> uh, you know, so it, it it depends upon who the reader is, but trying to find that hook that people like a good story. Chasing Mayflies was reviewed by the union leader up in Manchester, and they thought, and I thought it was the best characterization of the book. They 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 said that in movie terms, it's like the bucket list meets the Dead Poet Society. So <laughs> to me, that's my elevator pitch for Chasing Mayflies. <laughs> that sounds terrific. Thank you. Now the next book you have is a uh, difficult crossing. That I just started to read that. In fact, I downloaded it from uh, Kindle. Ah, okay. On the Kindle version, and uh, so I've been looking at that, and that's uh, that's a different twist. Uh, a different twist. I mean, certainly uh, again, um, this story. I'm gonna. I'm really myself. This one goes back to uh, when I got out of high school in 1976, and I've been struggling with one to write this book since then. I actually still have the manuscript from 1977 when I started playing with it. And basically, just to kind of boil it down here, is that I think every town, I'm sure Wilmington has the same, but I grew up in Salem, New Hampshire, and I wanted, in, in the 1970s, I was very curious about two people that that were real staples in town. One was a World War II veteran that was rumored to have sh- have shell shock. And he used to pretty much wander around town and, and uh, bring his own tea bags to different merchants and get a cup of water. And, and he was a gentle soul. My dad used to pick him up when he was bumming a ride. And I always wanted to uh, write a story to honor his dedication, his, his military service. As it's funny, as you get older, your perspective changes with time. And as I started looking at this project again over the last 20 years or so, I was really more attracted to the other landmark in town, which was this younger woman, about 30, that used to wander up and down Route 28 in Salem, New Hampshire, in high heel shoes and a skirt. And she'd go into malls and she would look for change in, in some of the telephone booths and things of, things of that nature. And for for whatever reason, she was known around town as Morbid Mary, and um, which always, I always wondered why she was called that. And the most I could really come to is that, you know, that's just the, the nicknames that, that people lavish on those that uh, we don't understand. So the woman was ridiculed uh, for many years. So basically, when I took up the project, what I wanted to do was write a story, not in the Forrest Gump sort of uh, uh, style that life is a box of chocolates, but more so, how do you take two people living on the edge and really bring them together and show a story of really commitment and pure love and really contrast that against um, uh, obsession? And what I came up with was uh, really a psychological murder mystery. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's been an adventure all itself and, and something that I find, again, I try to embed good messages into it, but it's a different sort of story and one again that I'm I've been very happy with the with the feedback. I I will tell you and I, that I think the audience will find interesting that as I was preparing to actually preparing the final edits for Difficult Crossing, uh, what bothered me as much as this story is fictional based, and I and I want to stress that you know I knew that the World War II veteran actually passed away uh, in, in about ten years ago at the age of eighty three, and and his obituary uh, certainly highlighted his military service. But whoever this Morbid Mary character was, I never knew what her real name was, and, oh, and it really yes. bothered me. Yes. And uh, as I was preparing the last edits, and sometimes heaven sends, sends its gifts 
uh, like you know, in, in, with ribbon on it. Um, I was at an anniversary dinner with my wife. I, we were having Chinese food. I opened up, I cracked open a fortune cookie, and I my fortune said, "An old love will come back to you." <laughs> and the very next day, my brother, my, my youngest brother, called me up and said, "Check Facebook. Check check this this page." And there I found th- this group discussing Morbid Mary. I found out what her real name was. Wow. And what really moved yeah. me after all these years was they were really regretting what had happened to her. Now, yes. she certainly probably was on the autism spectrum. But um, what A Difficult Crossing really highlights, as much as it's a murder mystery to really, again, hook, have the hook for people that like the story, is really to try to drive a bigger discussion regarding how, unfortunately, perception equals reality in many people's respect, and basically what really constitutes uh, the courage that, for instance, this this Mary character had versus um, who was born with this affliction versus uh, Christopher McGuire, who, um, as the story opens, has just lost his family in a terrible plane crash, wants to raise his eight-year-old sister, but um, he becomes victim to his his, uh, cousin's jealous rage. He almost drowns, and he comes out of that experience suffering from oxygen deprivation, but he kind of leans a little bit on his handicap in order to hide behind that and not to be um, uh, really chased by his uh, his wow. cousin. So yeah. he really contrasts the courage of Mary versus versus uh, Christopher. And basically, how does Christopher really break out of that, discover his true center, and really what does courage mean? It's not just a, a it's more than just a bell to be uh, <coughs> rung every day. It's something to respond to. So. That is wonderful. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I only got. Uh, the part, don't want to give the story away. <laughs> just the, the, the beginning part, <laughs> and uh, just talked about Chris, uh, Christopher and his sister. Yes, that's about all I got so far. And then he's out meeting his cousin right. for the first time. So uh, that's as far as I got. And so now you've filled in <laughs> a lot of other things. And I said, wait a minute, I didn't get to that part. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Thank that's, you. That uh, sounds wonderful. Right? Thank you. So you've published this uh, difficult crossing uh, through the same publisher, yes. and uh, it looks like you might have a similar success. With I hope so. Too. I hope so. I've been yeah. getting a lot of great, great uh, feedback, and yeah. and again, I think you and I discussed at the library. Um, you know, when you write something like this, it's putting it's like putting one of your children out there. And as much <laughs> as you love it, and the publisher loves it, you're hoping that the, you know, the general public will pick it up and we'll read say, it and like it. So we'll all say, "Wow." This <laughs> <is>. <laughs> I got to go back this and read it a second time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's uh, that's terrific. Yeah. Now, if people were wanted to get a hold of you, uh, do you have uh, a like an Amazon uh, author page sure. and yeah. things like that? Yeah, so. you can go on Vincent Donovan Vincent Donovan Books dot com. Um, there's a whole page there regarding a website regarding these two books, and there's a contact form to uh, to get in touch with me. I mean, I'll also share if you want to reach out to me directly. You can reach through my page or even send me an email, Vin Donovan at Gmail. It's it's a pretty simple uh, email address. I'm yeah. also have a Facebook page, and um, so it's uh, and I've been getting a lot of great you know great making a lot of great friends that way. Which is wonderful. Now, the the website again is what, Vincent? Uh, Vincent Donovan Books. Books. Uh, All one com. word. Yes. All one, one word. word. Yeah, yeah, dot com. Very good. That's that's terrific. That's a, a, a key area. Oh, yes. And then they, from there, they can go br- branch out and get the other information, uh, too. 
you you have any upcoming uh, events that are uh, going to be? Uh, I know you said you were recently at a bookstore. Yes, yes. I was at Barnes and Noble last month. I'm, um, they're inviting me back. I'm just trying to set a date. It'll be coming up in the next, um, I would say, in the next seven or eight weeks. Um, I'm going to be down in some libraries, I think, in southeastern Massachusetts coming up. But I continue to update my site in terms of upcoming events. So, so on uh, your website, yeah, they have yeah, all that information. Yeah. Yes. That sounds good. Now, uh, do you contact the uh, Barnes & Noble stores individually yourself? That's or? that's the challenge, my friend. Um, yeah. I, I, I had hoped that you, know, you could make one contact and, and, and everything would just uh, filter down. But unfortunately, I found over the last two books that they're pretty much independent the entities. Yes. I have yeah. to say, because I grew up in Salem, New Hampshire, the Barnes & Noble in Salem, New Hampshire has been tremendously supportive uh, because I should also note that both of these books are based locally. So the story takes place in the Merrimack that, Valley. That's true. That's so true. Yeah. that that also is, is a real interest point for the readership. And especially in Barnes & Noble in Salem, New Hampshire, since it's locally based, they've been kind enough to not only have the you know, have the events, bring the books in. Um, they've been actually stocking some of those um, at, uh, at Barnes & Noble. The book rack in Newburyport has also been very supportive of the books there. Um, so and uh, so yes, I've been I've been very lucky again. But it's 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 a lot of missionary work, shall I say? Do you have to sometimes uh, bring your own stock of books, or do they buy books and uh, uh, and put it put them out there? For uh, Bonds, the Barnes and Noble will they'll order in uh, okay. the books. I I will say certainly as you start to learn some of the the business end of the book uh, <laughs> that you know if 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 it's not selling, you know they do have a return policy that they'll send back to the publisher, which, which oh, is a v- most unfortunate event. Yeah. So so you want to have those uh, book events and you want to talk it up and, and talk it up on your now, website. Now, when you have those book events, do they have, uh, do you bring in refreshments or do you just talk? You just meet people or? Well, you can have different, um, I've had different sort of venues. So Barnes & Noble, for instance, Chasing Mayflies was a wonderful event when I had that back in 2016. They even made up a Chasing Mayflies drink in the, in the oh. Starbucks. <laughs> uh, it was a Dennis uh, cappuccino or something. So um, that was really fun, and, and I did that in 2016. Uh, this past December, it was it was like a present to me. They had an opening just before Christmas, the Saturday before Christmas, which you can imagine still was filled. Wow! And so I was there, and and uh, so I like to say that I was under a lot of different Christmas trees uh, this year. But but they'll bring the books in, and um, you um, I can meet and talk to people. Um, some of the library events, for instance, last week, and I put a whole presentation together in terms of uh, in terms of the book, and I've also you know, gone to some libraries or even book club events is a different sort of talk because if the people have read the book, then you can, of course, have a much deeper conversation oh, in yes, terms yes. of what the symbolism of it is and, and, and different things. But sure. but uh, some of it, as you can well imagine, Mark, I'm sure f- uh, from your experience, is just trying to tease people because, you know, let's be honest, if you go into a bookstore or you go into a library, you're you're competing with a lot of different uh, wonderful, millions of wonderful sure, uh, manuscripts. Sure, so. sure. Well, very good. This, uh, this has been a wonderful conversation, uh, Vincent, and uh, we've learned a lot about your two books. <laughs> And your writing career and your uh, your uh, marketing uh, situation, where you are going out there in the community and meeting people, and uh, so it's it's uh, it seems sounds like a uh, a lot of hard work, but it's also a wonderful experience uh, to meet different people and share your enthusiasm uh, with them. Uh, I can tell just from this couple of times that we've talked that uh, you are very enthusiastic about your books and also your writing career. Thank you. So, Thank you, Mark. So uh, it's been a, a pleasure meeting you 
And uh, maybe some of your enthusiasm will rub off on me too. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, you're a wonderful writer, my yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, so, and uh, no, I, so. I can't thank you enough for the invitation and, and uh, meeting so. you and your, your fellow uh, colleagues at the library uh, was wonderful. Thank you. So I think that uh, if you have anything else to add, uh, I was going to close the program. Uh, again, please, if you want to contact uh, Vincent, uh, please go to his website, vincentdonovanbooks.com. And uh, you can look that up on the internet. And then from there, you can uh, find out about all of his other uh, activities and events. So this is uh, Mark's Musings. We are at WCTV.org in Wilmington, Massachusetts. The program uh, was coming to a close now. We're happy to have you listen. And please stop by next time. Bye-bye now. Thank you, Mark. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. <laughs>